All right, so I've decided no music, no intro, no nothing. Just Leafs don't deserve it. They stink. We're going to another game seven. What a joke. I got Alex here, just the two of us. Little throwback to two pigeons. Welcome back to two pigeons in a pod. We're rattled. <laughs> We're a little yep. rattled here. <laughs> like Unbelievable. Funny part is they're probably going to win. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, yeah, they're pro- yeah. No, I'm serious. Oh. I, I'm confident enough that they're going to win. But I'm just fed up that it that like 0-7, I think it is, since 2013 in series in series clinching games going back to 13. Fine, let's not count 13 because it's a completely different team. Since 2016, 0-6 in series clinching games. Like what is that? Like how yeah. how do you how do you how do you build how do you build a successful team and not win a series when you have six chances to do it? You know what? Um I said Leafs in seven because I knew this was going to happen. I was on Cags to Riches before game one, and I said, everyone's saying Leafs in four, Leafs in five. I said, no chance because this is the Leafs, and they're going to do something stupid like blow a 3-1 lead, and we're going to go to game seven, and they're going to pull it out in game seven. So, yeah, I think the Leafs are going to win, but also, Carey Price, man, this dude – I think the, the Leafs shot it eight times glove side and overtime on him. And then, like, I'm not going to blame Jack Campbell for that loss because the Leafs played, like, absolute crap. But the one time the Habs shoot glove side, obviously, takes a deflection, it goes in. But it's just, like, the story of this game. Price stops you, like, 55 times glove side. And also, first of all, you Leafs fans that are going to Mitch Marner's Instagram and telling oh, this kid yeah. to, like, screw off, you know what? You're ter- You're a terrible human being. I'll-, I'll tell you, I ripped Mitch Marner so hard last season during the playoffs on Twitter. Not once did I tag him. Not once did I tell him he doesn't deserve anything. And not once did I go to his Instagram. That's too much. You can criticize all you want on Twitter. You can criticize all you want with your friends. Because, yeah, Marner hasn't scored a single playoff goal in 16 straight playoff games. But don't go to this guy's Instagram. You did the same thing with Pascal Siakam when clearly he wasn't having it. I like I, what's wrong I, with you guys? I was gonna say, like, sure, say all you want about the guy's play, but it, to, to, to attack the person, like Mitch Marner has probably donated more money than you'll ever make in your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't don't go attacking the guy, his personality, don't go attacking him as a person. Sure, criticize his gameplay, he threw it over the glass when there's nobody around him. Fine, call like you know. Do what you will. But. You can you can call him out for making that much money and not scoring a playoff goal in the last what two and a half series. Like yeah, but don't 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 come at the kid for um like on his Instagram. Don't tell him he's worthless. Like you can't do it. Trust me. You like like as we know, I love to rip on Keith Handel. Keith Handel would absolutely blow by me every chance he got. That guy is an NHL player. At the end of the day, Mitch Marner is an All Star. At the end of the day, yeah. He's not playing that well. Yeah, so, he didn't have a great game, but he's not the reason they lost in overtime. He's so, not. So since we started with Marner, I guess here's a here's a fun here's a fun thing that someone tweeted. He has twelve Marner career. Sorry, I saw uh, Marner for Eichel. I saw that. Oh no chance. <laughs> um, Mitch Marner has twelve career pims in the playoffs. Six minor penalties. This is from at Nick DeSouza on Twitter. 2018, game two, puck over the glass. 2018, game six, puck over the glass. 2019, game five, (laughs) puck over the glass. 2020, game four, tripping. 
2021 game oh. one puck over the glass. 2021 game six puck over the glass. So oh basically, God. what we're trying to so basically, Mitch Marner is a really good player. Scared. In the playoffs he's nervous. Comes, he has to be it, nervous. No, no, but listen, it, he's a good player when he's not like he's a good player besides when he shoots the puck over the glass. Other than that, <laughs> it's he weird because he's a really good the, penalty killer. But like, so what he needs to do is when he's killing it, don't flick it. Just honestly, just shoot it down on the ice, man. Because flicking it's not the way to go. Oh my! In Game Seven, if he flips it over the glass, I think Twitter's gonna erupt. It's not gonna be a fun place. Man, you know what? Um, if if and if Montreal wins Game Seven, I'm gonna go out on oh, a limb here. Carey Price is going to pull a 2014 Jonathan Quick. He's going to will his team to a cup because dude, I, I don't see Montreal winning the cup, and I'm the biggest. No, nobody saw LA winning the cup in 14. Why? Why did they win though? Because of Quick. They were the eighth seed who barely made it. They beat San Jose. Who, if you're a Sharks fan, you got to think 2014's the year. You got to think 2014, and then you get swept by John. Or, you lose in the first round to Jonathan Quick. And, and you know, it's funny. Carey Price is way better of a goalie than Jonathan Quick. Ever. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, man. <sighs> Since we're talking about Montreal, obviously, you know how good Carey Price is. Can we talk about the kids on that team? Because Who? the kids. Caulfield, oh, Suzuki, sure. Kakanyemi. So, they're the only reason they're still in this series. It's, it's not even funny. Like, Kakanyemi has, what, three goals in the four the, – the five games he's played, they scratched him game one. Yeah, it was Caulfield got the Caulfield got the uh well Caulfield almost scored three times last night against Jack Campbell. He's the only guy that knows how to shoot the puck on that team, apparently. Him and Kakanyemi and Suzuki. But um, yeah, Caulfield intercepts Galchenyuk's terrible pass up the middle of the ice. Well, yeah, and we'll, then we'll get Suzuki. To I I mean, it's just these kids on Montreal. I first of all. I don't know what's up with coaches in Montreal not wanting to play kids because Romanov should be in a lineup over yeah. freaking Joel Edmondson. Like, that's ridiculous. We, we got a late addition here. We got we got George Porter joining us uh, a couple minutes late. What's up, buddy? Hello. How's Sorry, I'm late, George. everybody. It's all good. We were just we were just kind of ripping the Leafs a bit. There's, there's of, no uh, format. There's no format to this episode. We're just kind of throwing it out there. Like, there's no intro. There's no <laughs> outro. We literally jumped right in and we said, okay, what the heck happened? The the Canadian like George just made an article about Cole Caulfield, and then we were just talking about how good Cole Caulfield was. What have you seen from the players, like the young guys in the Habs, as an as a neutral in this series? Because you're a Flames fan, George. Well, my father is a Habs fan. Uh, he really loved the article about Caulfield. My dad had doubts on him because of his size. But seeing him yesterday, this player is dangerous. Yeah. Despite his small size. Unfortunately, Goudreau's a little taller than Cofield, but Goudreau has a lot of times has shown disappointment in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which whereas Cofield has is trying to prove himself to be a better player. And a key player on the team, in fact. And I think with Suzuki uh, being being there with him, we'll probably might see another duo in the league. I like that. I like that duo a lot. Um, 
Suzuki's a really good player. What I what I like to see. So obviously, game six, first uh, first time in Canada. We've in about a month, like what a year year and six months. So we've had fans. A lot of Doug Ford. (laughs) There's a lot of what number does Suzuki wear? Forgot what number he wears. A lot of 14 and 22s in the stands. Like they know that these guys are going to be their future. A bunch and of Kakanyemi. Shout out Kakanyemi. Oh yeah, 15. Kakanyemi yeah. has uh, shown a lot of improvement, especially when he was uh, set down into the minors. Yeah, I think he really, he really proved himself a lot. And I know that a lot of people were saying that, oh, this guy's definitely going to be a bust, but he has proven those uh, critics wrong. I think. Yeah. Well, speaking definitely. of the bust thing. He is 20 years old. He doesn't turn 21 until July. He is played three seasons now in the NHL. Um, barely spent that much time in the minors. Had a couple games before the pandemic. He has seven goals in his playoff career already. And he was a scratch for game one. So, you know, when he stuck the four up towards the bench, I guarantee that was his like four goals. I had four goals last year in the playoffs after he sent me to the AHL. You scratch mm-hmm. me, I score a goal. Here's the four. That's what it was. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely him calling for a sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, a few things about Toronto here. Um, they've somehow managed to keep the storyline of not being able to hold a lead without giving up a lead in this series. If you really think about it. They haven't given up a lead this year. So first of all, their last lead was game four. <laughs> yeah. Or in game seven. Like. Well, I, I think the Leafs are just a very huh. slow team. If they're a slow team out of – so if they're a fast team out of the gates, they're going to win the game. But time and time again, the Leafs just come out extremely slow. They go down, and then you have to – um have some unsung heroes score goals for you in order to get back in the game because Matthews and Marner haven't done squat this playoffs. So I want, I want to get into that because, like, Sheldon Keefe said it pretty well when he was talking about Matthews and Marner. They're getting the tough matchup, which isn't an excuse, but they also haven't allowed a goal all series. Yeah, right? but your tough matchup is Philip Deneau. It's not Sidney Crosby. Like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, like that's that's ridiculous because Jonathan Huberto was going up against what Braden Point, Kucherov. Your matchup is points. also Carey Price. Look at the goals that went in. Yeah, but Vasilevsky is you know no. Vasilevsky, and like, I'm not even trying to talk about the Panthers. I'm just saying all yeah, but these the Panthers others, are out, like, so that's relevant. Um, yeah, well, they also play a <laughs> better team in Montreal. But what I'm saying is, I understand the argument where you're getting the toughest matchup, and without John Tavares teams don't have to worry about having two number one centers to go against now, but also look at all these like top point getters right now in the playoffs. Um, obviously Florida's out, so we won't mention that, but Kucherov was going up against that top line in Florida. Nathan McKinnon. Yes, but no, still other going team, up against the no other team in the playoffs has a carry price though. Ta- I, I beg to differ that Tampa has Vasilevsky and Vasilevsky is, I don't think he's as good as carry price, but that's a, guy that could win the Vezina this year. So, But, so, the, the goals that went in on Price, I don't, I can't remember anything that beat him clean. Everything They're all deflections been, or tips. Yeah, everything has been like a strange goal that just got yeah, past him. I've noticed that too. And what's Marner and Matthews bread and butter? The quick pass over, Matthews just wrist shot. That might go in on the regular season, but when Price is dialed, that 
it's it's tough to score on him. You saw him flare his glove a few times. Like keep shooting there. It's well, that's the best shooter in. in the NH. That's the best shooter in the NHL going against, against probably the, the best the goalie, best, in the, NHL. the best goalie of the decade, probably just based off of what players have had to say. So here's a this is from PR at PR NHL. The Montreal Canadiens are the first team in NHL history to surrender multi goal lead. Sorry, multi goal third period leads in consecutive games while facing elimination and winning both of them. If you're a Leafs fan, if you're a fan of any sport ever, and you see a team just pummel the the opposition, and then that opposition manages to come back and tie it, you think the opposition's going to win every single time. If your yeah. name is Toronto Maple Leafs, apparently not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really strange how the, the Canadians are able to uh, pull off an overtime win, whereas the Leafs are very good at Coming back, cutting, cutting the lead in half or tying it and still managing to lose. Yeah. It's, it's just very strange to really see that happen because I thought, oh, every time, both games, I thought, oh, Montreal screwed. I thought they were screwed last game because so, like the overtime chances are just insane. So game- insanely lopsided. Game five, obviously, it was within a minute. Just an awful turnover by by Galchenyuk and Suzuki and Coffee would go the other way, and Suzuki ices it. Game six, the shots in overtime were like nine to, to how many? I think Maybe? I know it was ten. It was ten to one at one point. That was before the it was goal. Ten, so ten to two. I thought it was nine. Ten to two, like. The the Canadian the first shot was like from new from the neutral zone. So I'm not even going to call that a chance. The only chance that the Canadians got was handed to them on on a silver platter by Travis Dermott, who was replacing the guy that got the turnover to end the to 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 ruin the game on game five, and then Kakanyemi snipes it. It's like. What else you got to do? Man? Was Dermot in the lineup game five? Because I know- no, no, I'm saying he replaced the guy well, well, who was San- in the lineup game five. Yeah, well, Sanding was terrible. Sanding gave away two goals in game five, and they sat him the rest of the game. So we knew Dermot was coming in. So Dermot, uh, with Sandine, I think there was a little bit of frustration there from before because he. You know, got taken out for Dermot from the well, game. Well, we, we were de- we've been debating, like, as you four. just said, we've been debating in the intermission group chat. Sandine like scored a power play, so the Leafs power play is terrible about in the playoffs. Sandine scores a power play goal, then Sheldon keeps like, okay, I want to keep Travis Dermot engaged, so I'm gonna take out Sandine. Then Dermot has a bad. Dermot Dermot doesn't even no, have a bad game. He had a great Dermot game. has a Dermot has a whatever like like it wasn't a bad game at all. They put Sandine back in. Sandine he's is upset. probably nervous now. He's no, probably no, no, nervous. No, 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 no. I think he's no, upset, but think about it. And think I think about he's it. trying 20, to do too much. I think he was like, 21, you know what, you're gonna me? I'm gonna do more than I have to then. And then yeah, well, happened. a twenty a twenty one year old's fighting for his place in the like he's played perfectly fine in the playoffs. Now he's fighting for a chance to like stay in the lineup, and he screws up multiple times. I don't, I don't think he was looking at it at fighting for a chance. I think he was looking at it more like you're gonna sit me. I'm gonna show you why you don't sit me. And he tried to yeah. do too much, and then he was, and then you know he ended up getting caught th- like two times, and it led to two goals. Well, now you got now you got two defensemen. They're um, both gonna are... play, right? You, you got to think that they're both in. If if Muzzin's not back for game, that's another thing. Muzzin that's, got hurt. Yeah. Like. Mm. How worse can that game go for you? 
in games. And it, it was like a, it was like a, it looked like a groin injury with him just skating. I just, I don't know, I don't know, um, George. What, what do you think? Like, what, what are the keys for you for the Leafs to win and the Habs to win, respectively, in game seven? Well, the Leafs really need to uh, use their depth because which they have been. Like, we're not seeing Matthews and Marner score, but we're seeing people like Spezza. We, we're seeing people like even Thornton. Thornton score goals. Uh, for, the Mon- for Montreal, I think play their young players. I think they've proven mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, that goes with Cofield. It goes with Suzuki. It goes with Konki Niemi. Um, if they put Romanov in, maybe, maybe we'll see more of an impact on defense. It's crazy how they haven't played him at least one game with, with some of the, it's strange because he's, he has been a key component to defense. Don't get me wrong. He's better than some of the, well, yeah, Petrie's like a top defenseman in the league now. Yeah. It's just guys like Joel, Joel Edmondson is not the answer. On the back end. Right. I mean, he does have a good resume of winning a Stanley Cup, but that's all yeah. he has. Other than that, I think that Canadians really need to uh, be more effective on defense. I, I was watching uh, the intermission. I can't remember. It was either game five or game six where they were saying that the defense weren't really effective, like Shea Weber and Petrie. Well, they're only playing their top two. Last night, and Weber looks Weber looks terrible. By the way, last night their bottom pair only got six minutes in a game that went fifteen minutes into overtime. Like that's mm. that's is that really a winning strategy? If if you're playing against the Leafs, anything's a winning strategy. But like, if I they heard, move I on was, and play I'm against still the Jets, surprised. yeah. Because the Jets, they can, they got, they got their depth, and they'll, they will, they will pounder if they have. Yeah, to. I, Montreal's D scares me, and that's why I don't think. Like, obviously, Carey Price is Carey Price, but man, like Winnipeg, at least they seem to know how to get the rushes going and get their guys going. We really, against Edmonton. we saw that throughout the whole series. That's why they kept. That's why they beat Edmonton four games to none. Yeah, and even so, though some of those games were close, they were they, they could still facilitate the comeback, and they pushed it against a defense in Edmonton, which is kind of similar to Montreal, where there's not really like Darnell Nurse is their best defenseman, whereas Jeff Petrie is Montreal's best defenseman. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's not too much depth on the back end for either of those teams. Right. Uh, they, has anyone heard about Romanov playing for games? Well, I, have, I, I very much doubt it considering he played 53 out of the 56 regular season games and they didn't they didn't play him one time even when they were down in in the playoff series so i don't think he's coming back for this it was game, really unless strange to see him not play that much well it's clearly dominique ducharme just does not have confidence in his young players because he scratched kakinyemi and caulfield for game one when they both were like specifically caulfield caulfield had a good regular season campaign. Kokaniemi didn't have a good stretch towards the end of the season, but Kokaniemi is also a proven playoff guy. 
So I don't know what's going on. Um, Eric Stahl hasn't really done that much for the Habs. Corey Perry, on the other hand, he has been a great pickup in the playoffs for them. Right. He has shown up. Like, I noticed that the goal he scored was similar to the one that he scored in the Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. when uh, they were facing Tampa. possible chance of losing in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. But, yeah, it just looked really similar to me when I saw it. But, yeah, Perry has been a key player as well. Also, Toffoli. Yeah. Well, Toffoli hasn't has scored a, yet, and he's still so dangerous. He scored. And, he scored in – it was a second goal in game six. It was his. Okay, so he scored. He scored yesterday. Okay. Yes. Well, it seems like these veteran guys have been working out for both teams because Jason Spezza has been extremely efficient for the Leafs in the playoffs. Right. Former Leaf Mason Marchman has more goals than Matthews and Marner combined. Can you yep. imagine? He played Dude. good for Florida. Uh, so I I don't I don't even know what to think, man. Like, even if they if they win, I know part of me is going to be happy, but I can only look ahead and I think of like the teams that have already been eliminated. Who does Toronto beat? Florida? I don't know. Minnesota? I don't know. Hmm. St. Louis, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is like, look at all these extremely tough matchups, and then Montreal or Toronto's gifted an inexperienced slash experienced. Okay, Montreal isn't inexperienced. They're but playing the, a team that didn't even go five hundred this season. Yeah, like there's only one other team that was statistically worse than Montreal, and that was what St. Louis. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear this. Oh, but without Tavares, oh Price, so deal with yeah, it. Give it's me the a playoffs. Break. Give me it. Like Nashville. How many? How many teams you never know what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, how many? Look, how many took teams? Carolina is three straight overtimes. Three straight or four. How many? Four. How many teams have a Matthews and Tavares one-two punch? Maybe there's no Pittsburgh? other team in. They're out. There's no other team in the end. Oh, first of all, Malkin barely even played in this postseason, and it's like ter- there's no excuse for Toronto to have two number one centers because no other team has two number one centers as good as Toronto. It's just not there. Like yeah, Colorado has extremely amazing depth. Nathan McKinnon's so, amazing, but it's, it's like you, you, Toronto has these two all-star players. You go back, you know, you go back to 20, what, 2018, 18. 19 against the Bruins. And it's all like, it was Matthews, Marner, and it was their top, it was their top six producing. And then the yeah. bottom, the bottom six was, what was it? Flash forward to now. And it's like the bot, you know, the bottom six is carrying this team in the playoffs right now. And, the defensemen are scoring. The last three Toronto Maple Leaf goals are from defensemen. Are they, did no, TJ no, no, Spetsa, Brody score? Spetsa, Spetsa had one yesterday. Did TJ Brody score yesterday? He did. That was this the one the that went off. Actually, no, Petrie had two goals yesterday, technically, against Price. But, dude, oh. <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to do? Like, what? what how – after these two games, how are you a Leafs fan and how are you confident going into game seven? Like I'm not gone. I I woke up feeling like we lost the series. Also, Boston didn't look the greatest during the regular season tour until the end, and they just pumped the Islanders. That's a team that knows how to play playoff hockey. Oh yeah, Boston. They well, they already have Holland. It looks like he has uh, shown a lot of uh, potential in getting a full, a big contract with the Bruins. Yeah, I'm so, not sure oh about shit. 
I think Pasternak got a hat trick last game. So per <laughs> per Sportsnet, Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin has not been ruled out for Game Seven to undergo further testing. Hmm. So it's still up in the air. What was he injured for again? He it like, like pulled he a groin. Just pulled a groin oh. or something. Yeah. Skating. Man. Yeah. So then, if you don't have Muzzin, it's what Riley Brody, Hall, Dermot, Sandine, Bogo. Um. I guess I, I really instead like instead of every... instead of having both Dermot Sandine, do you have um who do they get at the deadline? Uh he played a game. I forgot. Let me, let me look. He, he was he played one game and he was pretty decent. Um if he only played one game, I don't think they well it's the thing is is like he he plays a similar similar but not near good enough. Well Keefer is really was. big on keeping Sandine and Dermot engaged. So this guy hasn't been engaged, so I don't know. I don't know the hmm. philosophy behind that. Um, let me see. I really like Brody. I, I think TJ okay. Brody is a very good defenseman, and I honestly think he's the most valuable defenseman towards the Leafs in this playoff run because even though Morgan Riley gets all the praise, it's like you need that stay-at-home guy. Stay-at-home guy is so important. Ben Hutton. That's what ben I was Hutton. saying. Like I think TJ Brody's he played for the Flames, right? Yep, he played for the Flames. Uh, he he was actually pretty he was pretty good uh, when he first came in, and then he had been struggling a bit, and then he had a cardiac arrest issue. Mm. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember how long it was. I think it was it was it was when he was with the Flames, and it was before he left. Did he go in the bubble, or did someone else opt out of the? Bubble? Uh, I don't. Was it Hamannick? No, it was Hamannick. Hamannick didn't go because okay. of his daughter. Yes. Okay. Dude, I don't know yet. Like, and again, bro, if you have – all I can do is look back. If you have if you have the goaltending you have now in 19, 18, and 17, you probably win those series. Possibly, yeah. Like, it's not, that, it's not that Jack Campbell's made the most – amazing save it's just that the i think the defense in front of him has been kept a lot him in more... the games when it was two nothing last night he very very well kept it at two nothing a couple times and it really could have been three or four but you just you just need the goal support man like the Leafs scored there's only one game where the Leafs scored more than two i think they're sorry more than three and it it was the game mm, yeah. three when they won four the or five four one, one. Well, the thing is, Toronto is paying their forwards so much amount of money, and William Nylander, who has been the punching bag of Leafs Twitter up until this season, really, he's been the best playoff performer from the Leafs in the last, what, two seasons, I think, in terms of the, the big the four. Worst part, the worst part is if they lose, he's, he's the one to go. Which is ridiculous considering he has been – the one guy to show up consistently throughout the playoffs. It is. You, but well, it's, this it's gives me most... Sam Bennett. This gives me Sam Bennett vibes. Cause Sam Bennett was a playoff performer in Calgary, 19 points in 30 games. He goes to Florida and he still puts up so many points in the five games he played. And that's why he's going to be back in the Florida Panthers next year. It's just, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he'll be going 
anywhere, not even the expansion draft. I think he really proved no, himself. No, no chance. He's, R, he's an RFA, so they have his rights. RFA so or even, you? Are you sure he's, he's an R? R? He's an R because he only played five seasons in the NHL, I think. Because he played, he didn't spend the first season in the NHL, so they still have his RFA right. So he's in for a nice little payday. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else there is to say here. Like, this is the least best chance at winning the cup with this group because Zach Hyman is not coming back next season. Are you sure he won't be back? You don't think so? Um, I'm looking at the market. He is so Taylor Hall is going back to. Boston. I don't even think. I don't Alex even. Alex Ovech. I don't After think Ovech. he's going to go to market. I think he wants Dude, to be elite. The thing is, he's going to demand 5.5, 6.5. I easily. disagree. I Brendan Gallagher is the comparable. If he wants that money, he gets it. And I said, I was talking to my team over at Fifth Line 5R. I said, Zach Hyman, if he hits the open market, you throw him about 5.5. in a Edmont- no Edmonton will want him, too. You know Edmonton is going to want him, too. Florida's a better team than Edmonton, and he'll make more money in Florida with the no state income tax. So for me, if he doesn't re-sign in Toronto, he's not re-sign- He's not signing in Edmonton. He's going to a market that's going to give him more money. This, um, this is the last time you have this core together. I'll tell you that right now. Because they've tried this experiment so many times, it's not going to happen again. Or could the Leafs? Uh... Yes, but Hyman's the guy you keep, though. If you are going to make changes, Hyman's one of the guys you keep. Marner should be the odd man out, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, I think Kyle nobody Duke would is smart pick enough... up that contract. No, someone would. Someone would. Sure, it's, someone. Someone. It's not who... a terrible contract. Someone it's not a bad who. Contract. So someone, someone would, but someone who wants a player like that wouldn't, or has the cap space to pick up a player like that. What are you going to get from him if? They have that cap. Well, Odds are they don't. Honestly, I feel like we can have this discussion once the Leafs lose. But for now, let's just focus on. Um, I don't know. We've been going for a little while, but um, yeah, any but last thoughts before? Last thing seven? here. So I'm going to read a quote from Sheldon Keith this morning, and I want everyone's opinion on it. Yeah. It's a long quote, so grab a snack. Uh, as much as it sucks how we got here and what we've been through the last couple of games. And we hate it. I really feel, frankly, that we are right where we're supposed to be. We're facing a Game 7 situation, a very difficult task at a time when the other team has momentum, at a time when you start to doubt and question yourself and people on the outside doubt and question you. You've got an opportunity here in a Game 7 to embrace that and meet it head on and push through it. I think it's an incredible opportunity for our team. I woke up this morning extremely excited for our group. Last night, you feel like shit because of what you've been through. When you're right there in overtime and you can end the series and you don't get it done, but you wake up this morning and you think about the opportunity that our team has with everything that we've been through, especially our core guys to have this opportunity on this stage, to have this moment to push through it. I think it's an incredible opportunity and I'm very excited for our team to play tomorrow. Hmm. It's a good quote. Uh, I probably think that even if, uh, It's, I think it's pretty good to keep op- the optimism because, again, as much as it's quite common for the Leafs to uh, choke in a game seven, uh, this is a different team that they're up against. This is not Boston, who has been known for uh, ruining 
hopes and dreams for uh, many teams in the playoffs. There's still more that needs to be proven for the Leafs so that they can hopefully have a strong game seven, I believe. Alex? Um, you know, I don't know what he can say. I don't, I don't think he can come out of media and say, well, yeah, we kind of screwed ourselves by blowing the three, one lead. Now we got to go play a game seven, which are bad in um, historically. But I saw Austin Matthews like flip his shit on the bench after that cockney Emmy goal went in. Um, you know, as much as people want to say Austin Matthews is walking if the Leafs don't win a first round. Austin, it's not like Austin Matthews has been performing this playoff series for him to warrant, oh, I need to demand a trade. No, Matthews is going to need to have a big game. Um, I'm not going to say Marner is going to instantly snap his 16-game playoff goalless streak. Is but it that I think Austin, he, he scored in the, on, on the penalty shot, didn't he? Against Boston? They, they said yesterday it was 16 games on the broadcast. Um, also, we played Boston multiple times, so that could have been the last time he actually scored because the playing round technically counted as playoff games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Boston penalty shots probably the last goal he scored. You need your guys to get the start quickly. You can't let Montreal put up a couple goals on you because Carey Price is the best goalie in the NHL in the playoffs. And you only scored on him on deflection and power play goals where he just completely caught out of position. You look at um, you look at the, you look at the Leafs' successful games in this series, and they scored first in two of the three. And the way Montreal plays is they 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 choke you. They want to they, they they you know they like to basically choke you down after they get up. They choke you, clog up the middle. If you can get that first goal. They have to start to open up to push to tie it. That's when you can get that second and third goal because they're yeah, pushing Montreal's hard. Montreal's not really a team this season that can put up a lot of goals. I mean, the obviously Leafs? we've seen in the playoffs they've put up a couple goals against the Leafs, but historically this season they haven't been the biggest goal scoring threat. What makes me so mad is in the third period yesterday the shots were like fifteen to four Toronto, and then in overtime it was ten to two. They can do it. They everyone knows they can do it. It's just a matter of when. Like Toronto's how, a why, team. why do you wait until the third period to start playing like the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like they, they gotta come out roaring here. I I for the life of me, I need a Marner to Matthews setup. I, I need something. I need I need something to give me confidence again. I just need them to win the damn game. I don't care who scores at this point. Man, 0-0 zero, zero going like, to overtime. Jack Campbell yeah. snipes it. I'm calling it. Yeah, the, the Leafs really need to uh, take a lot of notes from all their wrongs, probably. Because uh, this is a must-win game for them. Yeah, 100%. That guy's got to do something. Just as much as it is for the Montreal <laughs> Canadiens. So... Yeah, bad, Montreal. Bad. Montreal's rolling. Um, game, Toronto game seven. Back back home. You know, JT's probably going to be there. If Muzzin's not playing, he'll be there. You have the last change. You get you your matchups. You got to do it. it. It's now or never for this group. You know, Joe Thornton. He's probably done after the season, regardless of what happens. That says not coming back. I don't no, think I, he is. I disagree. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
don't know. I, I can't really see. Thornton. I don't. I don't. I don't think if he's not coming back, he's retiring. Because you remember the quote when they put him on yeah. waivers: "Someone picks me up, I'm retiring." Yeah, I know. Guy <laughs> got thirty points and ten goals, and he says that. That's <laughs> hilarious. I love it. Yeah. It's weird. At first, it was kind of weird to see uh, Spezza in a Leafs jersey because I remember when I was younger, Ottawa. him being a part of the Ottawa Senators, it was like, okay, this is going to be strange. <laughs> but he has shown he has shown a lot as a member of the Leafs depth, though. I think he also has shown that in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Sim, I need a Simmons or Felino fight. I need something. Like, let's go here. You got these guys for a reason. Simmons has been on his ass for more than he's been on his skates, it seems like. Simmons yeah. might be a guy that's going to show up next game. I sure hope so. Uh, that's, about, that's about all we got for this episode. Like I said, no intro, no outro. So thanks uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll, we'll be back in about, what, maybe a couple days, talk about the second round and whether or not the Leafs are in it. And uh, we'll see. Anyways. Yeah,